Go ahead, Rudd. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Speedy, Beardy, and the Mole podcast. I'm Rutledge Wood. I'm Tanner Faust. And I'm Adam Ferrara. He always wants to get ahead of me to friggin' race car. Always. He's so fast, so competitive. And such a little shit. <laughs> I found another episode of Speedy Beardy and the Mole we did. This was a quick episode we did about trucks. Yeah, we talk about the Ford Bronco. We talk about the Tesla truck. Uh, and for some reason, Tanner does a Sasquatch call. <laughs> yeah, it sounded just like that. This is what we do when we're together. All right, you guys listen to this. Let's yeah. start the show. This is where we hang out and we talk about all sorts of fun stuff that is going on with cars. A lot of y'all remember us. We used to do a TV show together called Top Gear US on the History Channel. And now we're just three knuckleheads that still love cars and each other. And that's what brought us here. Adam, yes. what are we going to talk about today? I want to talk about the new Ford Bronco. It's coming back and I'm very happy about it. And you want to, you want the, the one thing, the one thing that, that, that about the Bronco, I think it's just a surprise as we are, that it's here. Look at the headlights. Look at the front grill. Just like, There's it does look no surprised. I'm back. When they, announced, when they announced this, I think you guys were probably the same as me. Oh, they're going to bring the Bronco back? I bet they are. Yeah, that sounds great. They're never yeah. going to yeah. do it. They just made the Mustang an electric car. Yeah, they'll bring it back. And then yep. they rolled one out, and I think we were all like, oh, oh it's pretty dope. Yeah. Have you seen them in person? I've not, I've not seen one in person yet. Have you? I, I have. I went to the Moab 4x4 Expo. It was the first annual event put on some, yeah. by some local Moabians. And it was an the awesome Moabians. event, actually. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a Fred Moab and the mayor. I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, no, it's gorgeous. It's a it's good-looking truck. Um, they had an electric version out there and a uh, bunch of aftermarket built-up versions. It's really a Jeep Expo. So the Jeep really dominated, but the Broncos, uh, I mean, they're out there. They're, they're quite a bit more expensive. I mean, frankly, all those things are expensive now. Jeeps, you know, Jeeps are 45, 50 grand before you even modify them. So, um, you know, there's a lot of money spent on that off-road leisure world, but man, it is freaking gorgeous and fun. And you can still yeah. get it with a manual if you get and the- let's and, and let's give them a little bit of a run in because it's, here's the weird thing. They're coming out with the Bronco, but they're actually coming out with two very different kinds of Broncos and and a lot of people remember when Chevy came out with the Blazer a few years ago don't worry there's half of a Bronco that you will be disappointed in just like the Chevy Blazer because it's terrible but the other half of the Bronco offering is a two-door or a four-door like the one pictured right there then there's this other one which is kind of like an explorer sport sort of a replacement so that Bronco just for the record we're not talking about it it's not important and I don't know why they're calling it the Bronco. At least that's how I feel. I don't know if you two feel differently. That one pictured right there is legit. That's going to be cool. That's the one I, and it's got a bunch of aftermarket parts because they want you to be able to just modify it any way you want. And it's got a see-through door. Look at that. Which is pretty cool. Cause that way, Tanner, you know, that's all about kind of being able to spot your rocks, your ledges, things like that. Right. So they actually intend for people to go out and use these. It'll be a real big competitor to the Wrangler, I think. Yeah. Uh, Tanner, if you do drive one with a see-through door, please don't wear a skirt. Ever again. Yeah. No, it's um, 
Uh, now, I, I don't know if it's a panel that you can like remove, you know, so it's like an open door, probably not. Well, you can, you can Is remove it? the doors. The doors actually fit in the back, so you don't have to leave it at the trailhead. You can bring the doors with you. Um, awesome. You can remove the roof. Um, you can, uh, uh, you can, you actually can remove the, uh, the fender flares. They can come off as well. Um, yeah, just to get, oh, I don't see any rock rails on there on that. It's like a Lego. It's like a Lego Bronco is what you're yeah. saying. That's cool. You want to be, be honest. I mean, I've, I've been actually uh, in the market for a Jeep. I don't know why. I've, you know, you've seen a million Jeeps on the road and I never even thought twice about it. But for whatever reason, uh, I think it's just because I've been playing in the desert a lot more lately. I've been out with like Polaris Razor shredding around and there's a lot of trails that are a little more Jeep friendly. They're more like rock crawling instead of going fast. Uh -huh. And because of current times and whatever, a used Jeep is like the same, sometimes even more than a new Jeep. And here's another fun fact. The uh, automatics really are preferred in the off-roading world. Just like that lowered point. Gosh, where did you find that? I love the exhaust pipes though. <laughs> the the uh, style, yeah. Purple pickle. But that's um, like the, the uh, used ones, I mean, are insanely expensive. Automatics are preferred over manual, which I wanted a manual because I wanted to teach my daughter, you know, be able to take her up in the mountains and go off-roading with a manual with her. Um, but, uh, you know, they're coming out with a V8 now. I think it's a 392. Yeah, 392 is going to make it finally a V8 from the factory. A lot of people have been swapping them out when that six dies, but it, that's a big jump in power for them. And weight, this, though, too. Doesn't, doesn't it mess with the weight? It'll be heavier, but, I mean, if your foot's in it, I don't know if you'll notice. Mm -hmm. And they'll throw so much stuff on the roof and everything anyway. The things are heavy. The stuff, like in Moab, for example, where it's all basically just sandstone and crazy grip, the stuff that just a stock Jeep can climb up is absolutely mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. And there's so many cool places. I mean, even living in LA, like near here, where you can just go up on ridges and have crazy overlooks. Like, I really, I think this is a probably like a, a really growing part of the market. I know Jeep does really well and it's an amazing brand and I'm sure the Bronco's going to crush. But this whole like being able to take yourself out somewhere, put a tent on the roof and just go. Um, just overland, I think overlanding thing, especially in this country, we have so much space. It's it's an awesome part of the industry. I never had any access to. Yeah, but I, yeah. Always, I even when you do drive a Jeep and you see them here uh, on the streets and everything, you still have to be careful. If I remember correctly, you high centered a Jeep on a staircase. They're not great on the road. And that <laughs> technically, was that a Jeep? That was one of those. It uh, said trail rated on trail the rated on it. I think that means it has a good turning radius. Like I, I that. Think I think it means they just had an extra badge, to be honest with you. I just remember oh, the concept, right? Oh, you're going to shortcut up these stairs and go this way, and katunk. And then there was just a team of people cruising around looking at the chipped concrete that they were going to have to replace, and they're, you know, <laughs> assessing the damage of the – yeah, that didn't work out. That, yeah. Remember that episode was supposed to be in razors and can-ams and, like, that kind of stuff anyway, right? Okay. We've made – we at some point mentioned this, but at the core of it, we would throw ideas out that we could do on Top Gear. And sometimes because it was half BBC and half history, there was a big process, and we got to do a lot of them. Like, the, the paintball guns on cars was really fun, Adam. I did. There was a bunch of them. But we pitched multiple times that we could go to Arizona where you can drive – like I was in Lake Havasu last week and people there, you know, it's like a motorcycle tag on the back of a Polaris. 
and you can go anywhere you want. You can go to Trails to Lake, wherever. And we thought, let's go spend a week there and see what life would be like. And they literally told us, they're like, yeah, I just don't, I don't think these are going to catch on. I think this is a fad. People aren't interested. By the way, largest growing automotive segment for like the last half a century are right. side no, by crash. side. They can't even so build they, them fast enough. No, they can't. And you know how much fun they are to go thrash. The one thing that we should mention though, the way that they released the information on these Broncos and sold all of the first um, kind of batch of them that they, every one that they're going to build is already sold for the first year. That's impressive. I've not seen that kind of a hype for something um, in the automotive world in a long, long time. I think that's going to be real cool. But as we know, proof's in the pudding. They look neat. We've seen two, or they had three, right, that they rolled out as the official ones. Again, Vaughn Gittin Jr. goes out and makes it look cool. I believe it. I, the pictures look cool, but I do want to see how they hold up. Because to your point, Tanner, you know, a side-by-side, I know what those cost, and the four-door players, like what I can get, my family in uh, is still a lot less than one of these Broncos and it's still a ton of fun. So, you know, to me, you got to figure out, does it drive good on the street? You know, they obviously look cool, but are they cool? Do they really hold up and, and can you go thrash on them? Yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of these things, they've got some cool tech in them, like the removable sway bars and, you know, all this tech, because historically the better off-road the thing was the worse on-road it was and vice versa. So you got to have some fancy tech in there, you know, unlocking diffs and, and a lot of automated stuff, even some um, active suspension stuff to be able to be good at both. So when you're on the dirt, you can have the thing completely loose and goose. And then when you're on the pavement, you can have it stiffen up a bit. But so that's the kind of thing you don't get with the older ones for sure, or the Polaris, frankly. What I loved about the idea of doing that Polaris show is that, you know, if you have an Arizona plate on something and you come out to LA, you got 10 days to put a California plate on it. So we could go rip around LA legally with an Arizona plate. Yes, yeah, I want to see you explain that to the arresting officer. We got 10 days, officer. Sure yeah, you- sure. It's only day eight, my friend. Yeah. You'll spend two of them in jail, and then, then, then you got to put your tag on your car. <laughs> Maybe. I thought you would be worth this. it. I thought of you when I read this. You know, what, you know what the name of the package is you can get with the new Bronco? The Sasquatch package. You thought of Rutledge. No, I thought of you yelling at Rutledge. The Sas- that just, it's just because I know the Sasquatch call. Yeah, is that it? Yeah. I mean, I obviously know the Sasquatch call because I watched the show mm-hmm. about Finding Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. Which, and where, spoiler alert, if anybody's been watching, they've not found him yet. Or, or, uh, what? Yeah. yeah. But it I, does, you know, oh, I know, they do. Every show they find a Squatchy, they're like, mm. <laughs> Is they're that like, squatchy sensor? Yeah, they're like they're like that's a it's a it is a little squatchy around here, Dave. Oh yeah, it's squatchy for sure. And then one of them goes, ah! just like that. Oh, what Rutledge, a, Rutledge, what did that did that make your feet tingle? My hair just went up. I was like, what? It's it okay. What? I think that's the there's two types of squatch calls. Yeah, uh, hmm. that was the louder of the two. You know who has the original Bronco or, or who had the original Bronco, the first one they made? Carol Shelby. Oh. They gave it to Shelby after they made it. He, he, used, it, he used it as a, uh, a ranch truck. It's got bull- I saw it. It's got bullet holes in it. <laughs> it's just like he's just driving it around his farm. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I do like that. I do like that that they took that that design because like when when Camaros came back, they went with the you know the sixty the the first gen Camaro, uh, and I always liked the second gen you know the seventy one. Um, yep. So so I I'm very I'm very pleased that the uh, the Bronco they they they, they went with with uh, that body style because that, that before, is before we wrap it up here before we yeah. wrap it up, do you think that there are new designs coming down the road? Because to your point, it certainly seems like everything's a retro. Mm-hmm. Um, flashback and some modern version of it which i love and it harkens back to this and it's nostalgia and it's brand it shows the dna of the brand and this and that but sometimes they're so close mm-hmm. and the, to the original that it's almost not even an original car it's not like a new car um do you think there are just from bone scratch designs left out there in these kind of niche worlds like off-road or high performance Mm, well, there's a Gumpert. It's ugly, but it's original. Yeah. They only sold like six, though. That could I be reason- right. I don't know. How I do, you're saying you know Cobra Kai is out. All of these other movies are getting redone. Is there anything original? I I do think there is. I just think it's interesting. Each time something new that's funky and different comes out. The kicker is so many of us end up crapping on them because we're like, what do you do yeah. with a Viacross? Shoot, it's like so, I- so safe. It's so safe to go kind of retro, isn't it? Even in TV yeah. shows. But I mean, look at, if you look at, uh, let's pick a Toyota FJ Cruiser, right? They quit making mm-hmm. it, I think, in 2015, 2016. Yeah. I think it's a lot. We had one of the last ones on the show, one of the trail rated. Those have insanely high resale value because it's still a toyota it makes people think about the old fj40s except it's way safer gets better fuel mileage more power and they're still awesome off-road so i'll be I mean, maybe you're I right i can't see out of them I well can you see out of anything anymore though that's true can you see well, out there <laughs> that is certainly an original truck yes it is that it's not pythagoras came up with that uh, with that design it's called the triangle what what's the right name? Not the mega truck, the Tesla. When cyber? they have a cyber, cyber truck. Yeah. First off, thank God that they do press conferences the way they do, so we could watch him smash a <laughs> bulletproof window with a hammer, and it shattered. <laughs> I'm not. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people out there that love sniffing Elon's farts. I'm not one of those people. I don't dislike the guy either. I just that think like graphic. anytime someone asks me about a Tesla, I was just like, yeah, I get that they sell cars. They're not a car company. They might be manufacturing those, but that has nothing to do with what they're trying to do. To me, my understanding, it's battery packs. It's, you know, it's all this long-term stuff in the future. There's no way that ugly, dumb truck is going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen like that. That's just that's too stupid for me to think it makes sense. Mm. It, the thing that I appreciate about this and about Tesla in general, I won't probably ever have one, but I appreciate that he pushes the boundaries because he's not really got his hands tied behind his back by the inefficiencies of an entire half country of employees. And, and so he's able to kind of do things under the radar and be kind of more mobile in coming up with ideas, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And so I like the fact that he spit this out on the world and the world has to react to it rather than always just being, you know, 2% different than the previous version. I think it's hideous and I don't want it, but um, it's, uh, I still like the concept and it's, I think it's important to shake the tree like that. I think right. Elon Musk sounds like a, a man's cologne. Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. 
What's that? Elon Musk. Musk. Mm-hmm. But it's electric cologne. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Ow. It's like, a little, it's like a little force field you wear. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to driving the Bronco when it comes out. I want to thank you guys for being here on Speedy Beardy in the Mole. I'm Adam Ferrara. I'm Ryan Nope, second place. Sorry. Yeah. And we'll see you next time.